Hi, it's The Wire. It's Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk about Canelo asking for permission to face Mukaba, a cruiserweight champion. Folks, this is big news for boxing. This is a great fighter shining a light on others in the sport. Right, he's forcing us to look at cruiserweight. He's forcing us to consider the possibility that he could annex another division. Let me also point out too that you'll notice during the weigh-in for the recent Caleb Plant fight, Canelo was steering at the scale. Right, couldn't play to the crowd. He was steering at the scale when he stepped on the scale, right? And of course, he barely made weight. The limit was 168 for that Caleb Plan fight. Canelo weighed 168. I get the feeling that Canelo will be charitable here at 5'8", right? As I said, will be charitable. Canelo at 5'8", has already, in my opinion, outgrown 168. Were he to fight David Benavides, I believe both men would be better off health-wise if they fought at 175, right? Just food for thought, right? At this point in Canelo's career, it's not about the titles. It's about the opposition. And, of course, Benavides himself has been the champ at 168 pounds more than once and, of course, gave away a belt at 168 at one point. Uh, Benavides is weight draining himself to make 168 as well. But let's pivot back to Canelo at 200. Right? Let me just make a few points here. If you're going to go for history, I believe you need to walk in the front door. Right? You have a Goliath at 200 pounds. That Goliath is Maris Breedis, right? If Canelo's gonna make a statement, if Canelo wants to convince us that he's gonna jump to other weight classes and conquer those mountains, then he's gonna have to climb those mountains. Makabu isn't the same level in terms of accomplishment. As Maris Breedis. Understand, Maris Breedis already moved up to heavyweight and beat a guy who would hold a portion of the heavyweight title. Right? So just be aware of the fact that only one of the men, Breedis, not Makabu, has fought a Alexander Usyk. Right? Only one of the men has fought a Dordicos. That's Maris Breedis. Canelo wouldn't be taken seriously at 168 pounds. And let's just keep this real. This is not a politically correct YouTube channel. At least I hope it's not. Right? Canelo would not be taken seriously at 168 pounds if he stopped at Rocky Fielding.
No, the reason we're impressed with Canelo at 168 is he then goes on to fight three unbeaten champions, Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant, right? That's how you conquer a mountain. Let me point out, too, that Canelo is going to be a victim of his own standard, right? To climb the mountain at 160, unlike Jamal Charlo, who doesn't fight a lot of substantive fighters. Canelo fought Golovkin twice. Now, even those of us, let me raise my hand, who question whether Canelo won either fight, right? I thought Golovkin clearly wins the first fight, gets ripped off. In fact, I think boxing got ripped off because understand, Golovkin is one of the more historical middleweight champions. He was unbeaten at the time. He was about to set records, right? They call the first fight a draw. Then the second fight, somebody forgot that landing jabs count, right? I don't know how Golovkin can land the jabs he landed, but let's just say even a skeptic like me looks at Canelo and thinks, wow, this guy fought Golovkin twice. Right? Whatever I think of who actually won the fights, this guy decided that he was going to prove to all of us that he was the best at middleweight, so he takes on a historical middleweight. One with a lot of power in fights involving a lot of risks and on a world stage at a minimum. He goes 24 rounds with Golovkin. Right, All those films of Golovkin knocking guys down and stuff like that. Here's a guy who starts out at a lower weight class. When he gets to Golovkin, he's able to stay upright. The fights are close enough where one is ruled a draw, the other goes Canelo's way. He is heroically hanging around the pocket the second fight, landing a bevy of body shots. Right, He mounts one of the best fights against Golovkin ever mounted, right? I would argue that the Kasim Uma fight also is in that category. So Canelo, if he's going to try to convince us that he can hang at cruiserweight, I believe he should go for Mount Everest first. Right? He's 31. Maris Breedis is even older than that. Take on Maris Breedis. Right? We saw how close, and it's much closer than the recent heavyweight fight that Usyk had. We saw how close Breedis against Usyk was. That would give us a measuring stick on whether Canelo would be viable at heavyweight, right? Instead, Canelo seems to have picked the cruiserweight equivalent of Rocky Fielding. Let's go one step further. There are people who believe that size matters, right? I know Canelo is showing all of us that in many of these fights, 
he has the advantage, right? He gets under Callum Smith, right? You have a lot of fighters who privately believe that fighting bigger men is the way to go. But let's be real here. There's a big difference between 5'8 and 6'5. One of the other champions at Cruiser is Lawrence Okole. Okole is blessed with one of boxing's best jabs. And understand how good his jab is. Folks, it can bludgeon you. Right? Okole hits hard. He stops Gloacki. Right? Another cruiser who, of course, has been in the ring with great fighters like Usyk and Breedis. Well, just to understand, just from a spectacle standpoint, one wonders whether Canelo would even get close enough to Okole to land his left hook. Canelo is very hard to hit in the head. But I was raised during the Larry Holmes era, another heavyweight who deserves much more press, who had one of boxing's best jabs, who Ernie Shavers openly says had a better jab than Ali. And I can tell you that a good jabber doesn't have to hit you flush. Right? A good jabber can decide, you know what? This guy's head's hard to hit. I'm going to hit him in the shoulder. What's important is that I keep him outside. I make him desperate to collapse the pocket. I win rounds until this guy does something to get inside. Right? There's no talk of Canelo trying to fight Okoli, even though that fight would be one of boxing's most intriguing. In other words, Canelo is saying, hey, I'm going to skip two fighters who would give him a very hard time, one division down. Right? Arthur Perturbiev, that's one of the toughest fights Canelo could have. Right? I don't think any of us would expect Baturbiev to be on his back foot trying to avoid Canelo. Right? That's a fight where boxing fans are going to ask themselves a different question. Who lands first? Right? Isn't that the question? Then you have Dmitry Bivol. In my opinion, the best at light heavyweight. Baturbiev unbeaten. Bivol unbeaten. Makabu, who Canelo's hinting at fighting, two losses, has been KO'd twice. Now, we'll overlook the first stoppage. That was Makabu's first fight. The second stoppage is interesting. I have a film of it in my favorites folder right now. It's the Tony Bellew. Now, let me just say, Makabu has his moments in that fight. He's a KO puncher. I don't mean to diss him. He's extremely skilled. He's a southpaw. He lands a straight left. That's his punch. It's a great punch. He lands a straight left. 
on Tony Bellew at the end of the first round, and Bellew goes down hard. He's caught. He's dropped. Bellew gets up and is fortunate. It's at the end of the round, the bell rings, right? Bellew doesn't have to navigate the rough waters the next round. But what's disturbing is later in that round, excuse me, later in that fight, Bellew lands on Makabu, who takes a hard punch about as well as Roy Jones does, right? Makabu literally can't throw back. He's dazed and confused. So Bellew ceases the moment, lands several straight right hands. Bukabu goes down, he's out. Right now, let's just say, I believe Maris Breedis, who's only lost once, and that was a close competitive fight to Usyk. Let's just say that I believe Maris Priedis has a better chin than Makabu. Let's also look a little bit more closely at this. What I want people to do is to Google Canelo's comments after the Danny Jacobs fight. In that fight, Danny Jacobs goes southpaw from times of the fight. And Canelo talked about after that fight how he did better against southpaws. Right? Makabu, of course, is a southpaw. Right? Makabu, I made an earlier video before Canelo thought about going up to face a southpaw cruiserweight champ where I talked about the fact that the right hook might be the punch to challenge Canelo. Right? Because Canelo's coming up on your right side, trying to throw a left hook. I talked about how I thought a Carl Frotch right hook, a David Benavides right hook, an Arthur Perturbi of right hook, might dissuade Canelo from coming up on any of their right sides. Well, here, Canelo wouldn't have to worry about that, would he? Right? Makabu, who does have great legs who can move away, right, doesn't have the commensurate right hook to keep Canelo off his right side. In fact, Makabu is a southpaw. Right now, it could be that Canelo was in the ring looking at Mike Tyson. Understand, Tyson was at the weigh-in, right? Some brilliant promoter thought it might be a good idea to have Tyson on stage between Caleb Plant and Canelo, right? Well, Canelo has to be looking at Tyson, and Canelo has to realize that Tyson isn't that much taller than him, right? Canelo might be thinking, wow, I spar, and he does. I used to have a sparring film of him at gamblersadvisory.com. He spars with Frank Sanchez, who just beat Effie Agaba. Right? Canelo's a guy who's in the ring with heavyweights. 
right? Understand his trainer, Eddie Reynoso, is also helping out Andy Ruiz, who, in my opinion to this day, has the fastest hands in the heavyweight division, right? Canelo has been in the ring with heavyweights in my favorites folder right now. I have Canelo actually giving tips. He's outside the ring in the video, but he's talking to Andy Ruiz while watching an Andy Ruiz sparring session. I know to casual fans, this is jarring, the idea that Canelo, who I'm just telling you is too big for 168, right? The hardest five pounds to lose, folks, are the last five pounds. I believe Canelo might have to move up to 175 by necessity. What I want people to realize is that this guy is a blessed puncher. He is highly skilled. He's going to be extremely hard for others to hit in the head. Right? He's not that much shorter than Rocky Marciano or Mike Tyson. Right? Let me add, though, and it's a caveat that needs to be added. Mike Tyson and Canelo are very different fighters, right? Canelo's in his 30s. Understand, Tyson made a big splash in his early 20s. Canelo is a little bit more methodical than Mike. Mike was sudden. You looked up, Mike Tyson was right up on your chest, throwing uppercuts, right? Canelo's a hard puncher, no question about it, at 168. Right? There's an open question on whether his punch would carry to heavyweight. Mike Tyson was a devastating puncher with both hands at heavyweight. Right? There are different levels to punching. Understand, too, Rocky Marciano, another huge puncher, was so rough and tumble that I would argue both Tyson and Rocky Marciano were close to retirement the minute they got to the age that Canelo is right now, <laughs> right? Canelo isn't the kind of rough-and-tumble fighter, in my opinion, that a Mike Tyson or Rocky Marciano was, right? Understand, Marciano, too, lead puncher. If you covered up, Marciano would hit you on your bicep, right? Marciano was not going to stand there and just look at you. Marciano was going to impose himself on you, right? Marciano had some tough fights. <laughs> the uh, fight where he wins the title, a fight that Marciano, I believe, called the toughest fight of his career. Right? Marciano is getting beaten round after round by Jersey Joe Walcott. Right? But Marciano understood, and this is who Marciano was, that he only had to be right once. Now, by contrast to Marciano and Tyson, right? Canelo is more of a craftsman. He's more methodical. He's more technical. Right? I'd like to see him in against the top of the mountain at Cruiserweight, in my opinion, right now. 
the highly technical Maris Breedis. Now, Breedis looks like a deer devil, right? He stands right in front of you. He'll drop his hands at times. But Breedis is a guy who knows what he's doing, right? So, as Canelo looks over his options, I'm not going to fault a guy for being aspirational, for saying, hey, the cruiserweights are out there. This is what I call the Miguel Cotto view of boxing, right? There's a mountain out there. I need to climb it. You ask him why, the person tells you because it's there, right? I believe Canelo understands that the heavyweight champ right now, at least one of them, is a southpaw. If Canelo feels that he does best against southpaws, he might view the Makabu fight as a dry run to take on another cruiser who looked bad, quite frankly, at times when he fought Derek Chisora, right? Canelo might feel, hey, you know what? Usyk got over on Anthony Joshua's left side, right? Joshua's non-dominant left hand. If he does that against me, I have something for him. A left hook. He can't do that against me. He's going to have to fight me. He's a former cruiser. Let me go to his division. Let me try to take on the easiest mark among the champions. And then let me see if I can get myself in the heavyweight picture. Right? Let me also say, too, Canelo is a boxing historian. He understands that one of the best things about Ali was the fact that Ali traveled. Right? He's in the UK. He's in the Philippines. He's in... Zaire, right? There's a lot of talk. A lot's happening in Africa, right? Folks, if you haven't figured it out, if you're a Nigerian, you know crypto is taking over in Africa right now, right? You get a banking system as nimble as a crypto system in place on a continent with great demographics and great natural resources, and the economic upside will make its own case. Right? We talk about the rumble in the jungle. Ali Foreman, 74, generations later. Right, Canelo, already a world brand, could vastly expand that brand were he to travel to the African continent to take on Makabu. Right, I get it. Right, There's talk about that fight being in Africa. Also, let's face it, too. For those who are a bit political, let me raise my hand. You understand that Mubutu, the ruler of Zaire, who gave a lot of money to have the rumble in the jungle take place, right, participated in deposing Patrice Lumumba. Right now, full disclosure, I'm a hardcore capitalist. I'm certainly not a communist. I don't want, you know, state ownership of the means of production. That's not my bag. Right, But I will say I do believe in democracy. And if a communist gets elected in a country that hasn't had democratic leadership recently, then that needs to be respected. Maybe, in fact, 
Makabu and Canelo can erase the stain of having a death spot. Right? Uh, the guy, the military leader who participates in assassinating Lumumba. I don't want to get too deep into history here. Right? Taken out of the books a little bit by having another mega fight in Africa that doesn't involve despotic leadership. Right? So I get what Canelo's doing. But from a boxing position, if you're going to go to Cruiser... You need to fight Maris Breedis, right? Just like Manny Pacquiao, you understood. Pacquiao was getting older, and this is a young man's game. People need to recognize that Breedis is getting older, and this is a young man's game, right? Don't be a dilettante cruiser and expect us, after a Rocky Fielding-type fight, after fighting the weakest champ at cruiser, expect us to say, oh, Canelo conquered cruiser. Right? If you're going to go to the moon, you need to plant your flag on the moon. Right? You can't do a drive-by and then say, hey, I've been to the moon. That doesn't work. Right? Also, you know, there's unfinished business. Right? Arthur Perturbiev. Canelo needs to ask the question, am I going to leave the fans hanging? Kovalev was a real champ at 175. But let's face it. Let's face it. Kovalev beaten by Alvarez. Kovalev beaten by Ward. The other two guys unbeaten. Right? So if Canelo wants to go around saying, hey, I was the light heavyweight champ, and he did beat an excellent fighter. He might want to consider fighting a Dimitri Bivol or fighting an Arthur Perturbia before making the jump to Cruiser. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Canelo's easily a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, he is among the very best in the sport, pound for pound. I would argue, while I believe Terrence Crawford is going to show us why he's the best pound for pound against Sean Porter, right? I'm expecting that fight to end by stoppage, right? While I believe that if Crawford and Canelo were the same weight, Crawford would beat him, right? One man's opinion I will say that Canelo right now is by far the most historical fighter, right? It is absurd that a guy could start at 154, gain weight, fight Golovkin twice, be a legitimate champ at middleweight, right? Or at least fight the best at middleweight, right? Danny Jacobs, then come up to cruiser and become undisputed at cruiser while mixing in a fight against the reigning light heavyweight champion as he's trying to unify at Cruiser. I'll agree, Canelo is the most historical fighter fighting right now, right? I'll concede that, right? Because of the status, because of the significance, because we're dealing with a guy who 
belongs in conversations with Tom Brady, with LeBron James, with Roger Federer, with Djokovic, with Serena Williams, right? Because we're talking about that level of talent, we're giving it the extra scrutiny we expect more, right? You expect LeBron James to be in the NBA Finals, right? If Canelo's going to visit Cruiser, player, do us a solid and take on Maris Breedis, right? Take on a guy who we could look at and say, well, we know how Breedis did against Usyk. Right? Give us the reference frame. So if Canelo beats Breedis, we can then openly speculate about Canelo against Usyk. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.